In a tragic event this week, a school shooting in Texas occurred by an 18-year-old who killed 21 people, two adults, and 19 children. And this is tragic. I'm just going to say that right out, of the bat, right out of the gate. I feel horrible for these families. I'm, I've been praying for them. I hope you are too. But I can't just keep saying that. I don't want to sound like a broken record. That's not going to make for a great segment. So establish it. This is really tragic. I feel really sorry for these families. And Biden made some remarks on the situation, and he starts off in the right direction. The first 45 minutes, 45 seconds to maybe two minutes of his speech are okay. And he's acknowledging that this is a tragedy and everything else, but then he makes a U-turn for the worse, like just completely flips around. Watch him do it in just a couple of seconds. This is the moment right here. I ask the nation to pray for them, to give the parents and siblings the strength in the darkness they feel right now. As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? So Biden immediately turns this into an argument for gun control, which anyone could have predicted. And I have a lot to say on this issue, so buckle your butts. First of all, Biden uses the argument against assault weapons. Are the deer wearing Kevlar vests? Which he says, we've heard him say a million times, okay, specifically Biden saying that, at the State of the Union. Actually, I remember that happening. And by the way... Assault weapons are just a random term. They always seem to change for what the left deems most convenient at that moment. I, it sounds almost like any weapon you use with the intent of assaulting someone. It's a very, it's not a very clear-cut definition. Second of all, assault weapons are barely used in mass shootings. According to Pew Research, only 3% of mass shootings can be attributed to rifles of any sort. So that includes all rifles, not just assault weapons, whatever they call them. Third, it doesn't matter if the deer are wearing Kevlar vests. Essentially, any and all weapons are covered by the Second Amendment. People will argue, or all firearms, people argue that the Founding Fathers didn't know how weapons would improve, and that isn't true. There were guns back then that are much closer to today's assault rifles than the musket. They were also just more expensive back then, so most people didn't buy them, they weren't a very mainstream thing. And also, the Second Amendment literally covers cannons. The Founding Fathers said that in a letter, I'm not making this up. The cannons were okay? What, is, what does that equate to today? A rocket launcher? Those shoulder javelin things? That a rocket launcher? Maybe a tank? Surely a measly assault weapon is protected by the Second Amendment if a cannon is. That, that has to be true. What, in comparison to a cannon, an assault, assault weapon, so-called whatever it is, what is that, an airsoft gun, a BB gun? That's nothing in comparison. And the final argument we get from people like the president is to institute background checks. First of all, background checks are already a thing. And if you don't know, background checks are essentially a background check you have to go through in order to purchase a gun. And first of all, these things, again, are they're already a thing. But also, they're not going to be very effective for most mass shootings. Listen, mass shootings are the majority of the time by someone who is mentally ill and hasn't committed a crime yet. They don't have any background that would be checked and then they would be deemed as insecure or anything like that. That's not how it works. They're not future checks. This isn't some Greek mythology where we go to the prophet who's going to predict and give you some vague prophecy. I also come from a family very big on hunting, and I can tell you for a fact background checks are already a thing. That's just, we don't need any more of these bills and if this already exists, I'm pretty sure the people writing these bills know that. So what else is in these bills? We shouldn't be voting for these things.
And also, I want to take a look at gun-free zones around schools. And these sound, these sound good. Like, for a very long time, I had thought, oh, that's a good idea. But then when you think about it, do you think these zones are stopping criminals? They see the stupid one-foot sign and think, oh, maybe I should change my ways. They're typically mentally ill and fairly set in their plan. A sign isn't going to stop them, let alone three signs around the fence. All these gun-free zones do is hurt law-abiding citizens, because these mass shooters aren't going to be law-abiding citizens. They're already about to shoot 21 people. They don't care about a sign. They, the law-abiding citizens respect the law, so they don't carry guns on campus because of the gun-free zone. This could apply to teachers or any school staff. They don't have a weapon to defend themselves, which could ca save countless lives. I'd rather you give your secretaries concealed carries and they can shoot the people when they walk in, as opposed to them shooting 19 children and two adults. That's just not how it should work. Really, just hire a few people, or even give a bit of your existing staff firearm training and lives are saved. Because again, those two adults that were shot, if they... Not to minimize the tragic loss of life, but maybe some of this could have been prevented if the schools were to allow them to have guns, or to allow other staff to have guns. So eventually, a single Border Patrol agent arrived and killed the shooter, and he's a hero, of course. Let's get to the weekly news. Only one headline this week, just looking, we spent a while on that gun control school shooting thing. Speaking of heroes, a two-year-old allegedly stole his mom's phone and ordered 31 McDonald's cheeseburgers from DoorDash. They were able to give away cheeseburgers, the family, the best ones on the planet because they're McDonald's, and it was great. Apparently, he also managed to leave a 25% tip. And this kid, assuming this is all true, is an absolute hero. Not quite on the same level as that Border Patrol agent, but, I mean, they were able to give away a bunch of hamburgers to a pregnant person. It's pregnant birthing person. But he is a hero among the two-year-olds. Alright, I know that was short. Let's get to the worst of the week. It's also kind of long. I'm not quite sure who specifically is the worst in this situation. Maybe you could, I'll let you determine for yourself. So, there was this video in another video I watched a little while ago about this, I believe it is a trans man, is that what it is? I've, honestly, I have no idea at this point, so I think that means they're a woman, like an actual biological woman, and they were giving an interesting speech, a video, about trying to debunk Matt Walsh's What is a Woman trailer. And it didn't go exactly well. His entire arguments are predicated on not fake data, maybe he made a few things up, but then also fringe journalists and journals that don't actually use a lot of scientific evidence. Most of the time he just says things like, I disagree, or that's transphobic, because all the all the, that's all these people can say these days to defend their arguments such as they are. Once, when Matt Walsh was discussing Lupron, a quote-unquote reversible puberty blocker that is also just happens to be used to chemically castrate sex offenders. The interviewee just ended the discussion, just I don't think we need to have this anymore. As soon as the incriminating evidence comes out, she's done. Here's this, I, again, I think it's a woman, woman's response to this. Take a look. You know what? I'm not sure that we should continue with this interview. So you don't want to talk about the drugs that you give to kids or? I'm taking a guess that that person just didn't want to put up with the bull questions anymore. Do you actually think she gave up on the questions? This is a chance for that person to completely humiliate Matt and his entire position. And that by doing so, by get ignoring the bad questions, she humiliated herself. 
Does that seem like a good thing in comparison with putting up with questions? I'm pretty sure she did, just didn't have the, the ability to, I don't know, defend her arguments. Okay, and just as a side note, I was looking at this video again, and I just, I discovered he was talking right after the clip I showed you, and then it just stops to give a completely still image of this article that, and it says, quote, I found this, where Daily Wire shared a fake news story about how Lupron, without a space, so, about foul, Lupron, quote, uh, hormone blocker, in parentheses, was dangerous and has led to deaths. So, apparently this is a fake news story, but, again, he listed a lot of really weird fringe, like, journals, but I actually went and looked at this article in question. It, the first paragraph, according to the Food and Drug Administration data, this is, quote, this is after the first paragraph with the disclaimer that says, the article has been revised to clarify that ad the adult deaths were linked to, rather than necessarily caused by, Lupron, but all of them were linked to Lupron, so you can draw your own conclusions from that. And then it says, quote, according to Food and Drug Administration data, so the FDA, this data is from the FDA, it's not a fake news article. They're using data from the FDA. It shows a literal chart from the FDA's website. And then it says, thousands of adults have died after suffering adverse reactions to a drug that is used as a puberty blocker for gender-confused children. So this guy is making the weird and absurd claim that this is a fake news story and that Lupron is a hormone blocker, and even if it was, it's clearly killing people, so why are we still using it? Why are we still- if it saves one life, that's the whole- that's the left's whole thing. Yeah, instead, if it kills- if it takes thousands of lives, that's what they're actually- why is this bird in a bush? Alright, back to everything else. Anyway, I actually put a comment on this video accurately pointing out that she, I think, spent an entire video quote-unquote debunking the trailer for what is a woman, and yet she never actually answered the question. That was her chance. It would have been so easy, assuming of course they can give a coherent answer to the question, but she can't. And I think my comment was removed because it shows up for me, but I checked on it on an alternate account and it's just disappeared. I'll comment again later. That'll be fun. Anyway, someone responded, and I still have the proof of this, they gave a really stupid argument. They ask, quote, A woman used to mean someone who is quiet and demure and says nothing, but bathroom signs nowadays say a woman is someone who talks too much. Can you explain that? And come to think of it, I can explain that. But first of all, what bathroom signs are you talking about? Bathroom signs are the things that say man and woman and tell you which bathroom to go into. Show me one that says women, like, is it like the woman with the skirt and then she's holding a megaphone yelling? What? bathroom sign are they talking about? Like, hey, if you're loud, this is the bathroom for you. That's how, it's just text. That's how it works. Anyway, what this person is describing, if it's actually a thing, as I replied, is a shift in the public perception of a, of the typical personality of a woman. Good for women, their gender isn't defined by their personality, as many people would like to claim, like the cake genders. So even if bathroom signs have changed, which I don't know what they're talking about, they are still wrong. And that is why both the person creating this video, who needs a new editor, and the person who replied to me are the worst people this week. I decided on my own. Thanks for watching. Go get him.